Welcome back to another episode of Import Sports, uh, brought to you by the Claremont Jets. And we are recording again at the Greenwood Tavern. Um, something that we've actually out overlooked probably the last few weeks. Um, we for just good, completed. For good reason. <laughs> it's AFL. I mean, I feel like I feel like my wife would actually possibly want to divorce me if she didn't if she listened to the podcast thus far, <laughs> and we weren't talking about AFL. Um, we just finished week twenty two. And for us, for everybody in the world, that means nothing to you. But for us, it means we've got one last week to sort out finals football. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people who are completely unaware, the top four teams are playing for a bye in the second round. Basically playing for a second chance. Yeah. So they, so the first four teams, one plays four, two plays three. Yep. If you win... Get a week off. You get a week off and you come back for the semifinals. Correct. Quarterfinals. 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 If you lose, you play the following week from the winners of the bottom four. So five plays eight, six plays seven, and their single elimination. Correct. But with week 23 on the horizon... um, Well, we call them preliminary finals. Sorry, preliminary finals. Qualifying finals. finals. Qualifying finals, yeah. Yeah. Um, But in gridiron terms, it's pretty much the wild card. Yeah. So we've got... The, first, the top four teams are all said and done. Um, you've got the Eagles, who lost today, who actually that drops them down to fourth place on percentage alone. Um, so their points scored allows them to stay in the fourth position because the Richmond Tigers are in fifth. Equal points for the wins-losses column, but they haven't scored as many points in their early games. They really struggled to get out of the blocks this season, which for a, a dominant Tigers team the last – three seasons um, really uncharacteristic given they hadn't had many changes yeah they've just their, their offensive ability to generate anything this season's been we can blame haphazard. yeah we can blame the injury bug there for a little bit but it, the Eagles have proven you you can survive injuries and still play top level footy definitely and um, the flag <laughs> but the biggest change in the top four was Brisbane Lions yeah. have gone back to their late 1990s, early 2000s when they were actually a legitimate team. They won the treble at one point. Yeah, so they're back in first place um, after taking out the Cats, who were the number one, now they're number two. Um, the ooh, I didn't look at the who's in fourth, who's in third place? Collingwood. Nope, Collingwood is in fifth so Richmond moved no Richmond must have moved to fourth I'm gonna have to be said then yeah so I'm gonna have to pull up the um, AFL app quickly Um, and in saying that the top the bottom five is where get things get really interesting so all on equal points you got Giants Bombers Bulldogs and Hawks Mm. And next week we have some decider games coming into all that, um, which make things even more interesting. So, yeah, so Richmond's in fourth place. Eagles are in third, both okay. on 60 points. Um, Eagles are ahead in percentage by with 115.7 um, points average or percentage with Richmond on 112 and a half. Um, but, yeah, Collingwood is locked into fifth position with 56 points. Giants... Essendon on 48 and Bulldogs on 44. The most interesting thing about all of that is 
if Hawthorne wins this next week, they can move into the top eight and take out the Bulldogs if they lose. So Bulldogs, who were premiers <clears throat> three seasons ago, yep, um, are really on the bubble and are playing for their lives. They play the Crows next week, who are in 10th place. Theoretically and mathematically, they have a shot providing Hawthorne and the Bulldogs both lose. Yeah. Um, That's finals come early for those two teams. Yeah. Um, But we've... The Dockers. John Worsfold this last few weeks has getting absolutely reamed. He's a former Eagles premiership coach who went to to Melbourne to coach Essendon. Yeah. And in doing so, he inherited... The bad news bears, they got stripped of all of their players who tested positive for PEDs and doping. Um, but he's moved them into a finals lock this season. It's pretty much theirs to get bumped from. Yep. Um, and they play the Hawks next week, which I think they should win. But the Hawks, you never know what team's going to show up. They had a great win today. Yeah. Um, but he, he was on the bubble of... You know, people saying he should get fired. He should be shown the door. And Ross Lyon, who's in his fifth season, took the inherited a great team that were minor premiers the following season and destroyed them completely. Yeah, there's no and no excuse really. His job has seemed safe by all accounts. I, I don't know how. It's it's. I can't explain it. It's like the Blake Bortles of, <laughs> of AFL. Like, he can't get fired, yet he should have been fired multiple times by now. 100%. Yeah. And there's nothing the team is doing about it. Is this, is this a culture thing? They just seem content with never doing anything, really. Well, I, I, I mean, I know that's not true, and I, it's probably really unfair to say that, but... When, when your footy teams years of when your footy teams cry is constantly oh it's a rebuilding year yeah you can't be the Cleveland Browns forever without realizing we suck and we have a culture issue yes yeah Cleveland Browns are now cleaning that up they it's taken it's taken them a while but they've yeah. got there yeah yeah they've drafted a QB every year for the last how long <laughs> yeah but I mean hit. the Dockers have had they've had some really good draft picks they've had to let really good players. Go, Lockie Neal this last season went to the Lions and look where he's probably going to win a Brownlow. So, yeah, like Chris Chris Main went to Collingwood and played in the grand final. Yeah. You know they've they've forced players out that were were contributing, whether they knew it or not. And as soon as they get fit into a positive atmosphere, they actually you know blossom or shine. Yeah, they bring a triple premiership winning player, Brad Hill, who's now already talking about leaving the club after just signing a contract extension. Yep. He's looking around going, okay, I'm playing with my brother, but what the hell am I doing here? I want to get out. He's even talking about now walking away from the game if he can't get out of his doctor's contract. It's like, what makes a professional athlete land somewhere and go, oh, I don't want to play anymore? Well, after last, first year I arrived was the year they made the Olympic finals. They yeah, no, they made their minor premiers. So yeah. they, they had the best record they did to make finish a the grand season. Final yeah. too. They made their grand final that 15, season. 2015, they made a yeah, grand final. They, yeah. they made the sort of... Prim- that blew me far, and then was when West Coast lost in the final. I was like, oh, WA's really good at this footy game. So that would have been 2016 then. Yeah, and then uh, since then, I've (laughs) I've learned that that must have been a flash in the pan. But that was, everybody thought as a 
from those soccer fans that I know who were just gluttons for punishment, Clearly. they they looked at that team and went, okay, next season we've got it. Yeah. And I actually bet my old boss in 2016 a bottle, a $50 bottle of red wine. Because he thought, he said, his claim was the Dockers were going to make the top four. And I said, bullshit, I'm calling you out right now. And this is like before the season started. Bottom four. And I said, you're not going to make the top eight. He goes, okay, let's put a bet on. So we did. Long story short, I gave him two buyout options for a $25 <laughs> bottle of wine. Just, wow. to, just so that he could save face. And you know what he said? He stuck by his bed and he said, I made a wager. I'm going to live by it. And I'm going to die by it. I got to give him respect. How but all the, season long. Yeah, like how was that $50 bottle of wine? <laughs> it's actually, it, they haven't drank it yet. It's sitting in the cellar. Like waiting for maturation. I think we need to drink it soon. next Sunday. Next it's Sunday. A, yeah. How quickly can we drink that during the podcast? <laughs> we, can, we can do it next Sunday. Flame Tree 2014. It's a beautiful bottle of red. Excellent. It's uh, I don't know. I like I, as much as I love footy. I know we all kind of. It's not our cup of tea. It's a bunch of headless chicken chickens running around, kicking a ball. It combines my two least favorite sports: soccer and. Cross country dancing. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to compare it to. It's like as an English guy, when I first got out, I found it a very confusing sport to try and get the, my head around. I understand it. I, well, it's here's what I don't understand, and this actually segues perfectly into the next chat: is NRL is happens at the same time. The finals are literally days apart, <laughs> twenty four hours later, and we get one game a week in the West Coast. We had a team. In, in Perth back in the day the Western Reds yeah and we were a kangaroo as far as I was assured. yeah okay yep I'll bring a jersey next week and we cannot like we as Perthians Perthanites whatever we want to call ourselves we as the city of Perth cannot grapple it we are an AFL nation yeah because we're half the nation let's call it that <laughs> um, but rugby I mean it's a it's hard-hitting. It's exciting. It's a cultural thing. Uh, rugby league. You, you, you get, there's a decision when you're a, you're a kid on the east coast of Australia. Either you're a union or a league. Uh, AFL and soccer are an afterthought. So yeah. For us here in, in the west, unless you have a connection to one of those sports, you just don't know about it. No, I think the thing is here, like, what you do have is that you have to do a big influx of basically people have migrated over um, like for example I'm an English guy sat here in Perth um, you got a lot of South Africans a lot of you Kiwis you couldn't be further from home if you tried I know exactly <laughs> like, the plane flights told me but then it's same things where it's like we all love rugby but then we live in this state where now you've taken all the rugby away well they've taken our league team they've taken our union team and that's an English guy I'd have let's have a rugby league team the guy who from in the UK it's not a rugby league area I live in the sort of anywhere below the north, which is if anyone's a play league. Like, if they had rugby league here, I'd be seriously panicked because it's. A, I get to watch rugby instead of people running around in short shorts and vests, <laughs> rolling around on the floor after a ball. It's, it's gutted. You missed it in the 90s, though, because they used to oil themselves up as well. They'd be all oily and slick and shiny. They look like boxers in their faces. I've, I've got a signed photo of Glenn Jakovic with his. 
you know, head size biceps and just that much baby oil in him. The photo, it just shines back. You can pretty much see a photographer from 100 <laughs> metres away. It's like Dion Sanders back in the days yeah. of the Jerry Curl. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's ridiculous. But that's that's the AFL I grew up, and that's when I liked the game. It was hard. You know, you could, you could hit a guy, you could shoulder charge essentially from a – or you could – Crack back or block from a, an NFL terminology. Yeah, I've seen and some you could, old videos of that ever since yeah, I went to one footy. It training. actually was a contact sport. Yeah. Now it's you know. You hey guys, let's hug. Someone showed me it. Like I, was, I tried to play when I was living up in the country doing my farm work, and they went, "Oh, so shepherding? You played American football, didn't you?" Yeah. So it's a bit like blocking, and then I proceeded to absolutely light like someone, someone up yeah. <laughs> like I was blocking. Yeah. I got my hands under what would have been his pads, decleated him, and put him down, and That's they were like. Yeah, not like that. You just put a shoulder on it. <laughs> wow. And even then, it's... yeah. Well, I mean, you guys got a little bit of a black eye, unfortunately, a couple of years ago with the Newcastle Knights player that broke his neck. Yep. I mean, it's a dirty tackle. You, you should never really... Three players lifting a guy up by his feet is never going to end well. Um, do you guys... Have you guys recovered market share since then? Have you guys... Has the sport recovered since then? Uh... Yes, from a telecast perspective, I, I think it's recovered and I think it's moving in the right direction. There still is a big question mark over attendance at live games. Yeah. So, you know, the, the pinnacle of the sport is the NRL. It, it far outweighs the Super League yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Um, the best players in the world, bar... The money's there. That's the bar, you know, a percentage... The problem is, is the, the grassroots and the... So, um, you know, you look at... You look at baseball, you look at cricket, you look at all these long-form sports where the problem with attendance is not so much the fact that there's so many games, but more along the lines, it's not action-packed. Yeah, yeah. and it's a full day of commitment as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- it, I think... Rugby union's 80 minutes. Call it 80 and a half minutes with... Or, what? Maybe 100, 110 minutes it's two hours. with halftime. Yeah. yeah, it's two hours. Start so... Finish. It's not that bad. No, no. But your teams are really spread out, especially along. I mean, you have Townsville, you've got um, Penrith, you've got Newcastle, yeah. and then the nearest, the next nearest team is what? Melbourne. No, you, I mean, there's a saturation of Sydney teams. So you've got South, you've got the Roosters, you've got yeah. But like Paramount once you get out of that nucleus, up through well, it, it was Coolabar and yeah, like yeah, Southern Bondi, Queensland, yeah, and then you go they, to yeah Southeast Queensland, and then there's a big jump up to the Northern Queensland sides. You got New Zealand, you got Melbourne, you got Canberra, um, but essentially it was two separate competitions. It was a New South Wales competition, a Queensland competition, and that was it. You know, yeah. and they were. You know, not professional. They were, you know, A grade in their in their state, but they took the New South Wales uh, competition professional or semi professional in those days, plucked a few random teams, you know, i.e. the Broncos, the, the the Crushers, this sort of stuff, and then thought, oh yeah, we've got a national competition. You're like, yeah. well, hang on, it's not national. So they started putting in the Adelaide Rams, you know, the Western Reds, New Zealand got a team. Um, and it all imploded because it was, you know, too far too soon. Yeah. They didn't have the resources to pick it. They didn't have the, the depth in playing ability either, to be fair. Um, you, you look at the average attendance across the NRL now and it's, you know, a high school football game would, would triple it, would quadruple it. You know, and these are, they, have multi, they have multi-million dollar TV deals. So you might get a mil, mil and a half people sitting at home or yeah. across, across yeah. the world watching it. But there's nine thousand people at the game. Yeah. You know, in England, 
if they get 5,000, it's everyone's, oh, hooray, yeah, like, you know, we filled the stadium. Wow. Yeah, in <laughs> there's the games UK, there, there's under 1,000 people at a Super League game. Yeah, Super League Jesus. is literally just focused in the north of the UK. And in, like, so in Super League, you also have the Catalan Dragons, mm. which are based over in France. France, yeah. So, obviously, travelling for that one's not as easy. But you probably have Toronto soon as well. Yeah, so Super League has... It's a bit closer, but the thing Super League, like you have to compete with in the UK is you've got soccer. Um, yeah, which goes for like 10 months. Yeah, um, it's actually <laughs> all year round now. And the thing you do have with the soccer, which they've done really well. So in the UK, on a Saturday, when games start from, I think, it's like 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, or like 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock, you, the main pay channel for foot that has the rights to this football won't show it so they just show a high like a sort of basically score updated program the whole time so that fans are all going to the games yeah yeah but like they do that for AFL here which is asinine because they'll show I think last week we had the Eagles game live on TV yeah and it's being played in Perth but then today was a delayed telecast and they were playing in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, it should probably like, be done the other way around there. Like, completely. Which is traditionally how they would The thing in the UK it. is yeah. it works because you can travel to pretty much all the games. Totally. And in the UK, travelling to an away football game is a big thing. Guys will get together, get on a train, be drunk by the time you even get to the ground. It's probably but more But furthermore, really. you, you look at Wembley Stadium. That's a 90,000 capacity stadium. Yeah. And that will sell out for football. For, sorry, soccer. That sells out a lot <laughs> whenever they hold stuff there. But then you, the flip side of that is, you know, you're playing at, um, at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne and they're getting 10,000. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's not, it's not comparable. I mean, it's just, I would love to see Rugby League get a, a greater show of support from the community. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to get that until we get greater engagement from NRL. I, the one thing they do have, in fairness, which it works over here because you can't go and watch a game, is there's always a good way of getting to watch it. It's well covered and yeah. their television broadcasts are very well polished products as well. So yeah, it's it's, it's only well their ancillary products that are that's that almost need to too be good punched. though, and that that's that's probably the, the the point I was trying to make is yeah, it is better to watch it from the comfort of your own home or in a bar like we're yeah. in now well, then I mean, to go out and brave the cold sit in the rain and see glimpses of part of the play from a stadium that's 30 years old you let's know? also not I think it's a point that we all have played a hand in regardless of where you are um, socioeconomically when you look at teams like Penrith Penrith is not an affluent city it's an industrial blue collar town yeah they Getting 60, 70 bucks to sit in the nosebleed section on a cold ass winter's day to watch your local team. Yeah. Is. It's a tall, tall, tall ask, yeah. And that's before you buy beer, that's before you figure out your transport, that's before you figure out food. Yep. So you're talking about 200 bucks a head for any adult to go to the game lot. And if you're an away fan, why would you bother? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Flying's really cheap around Australia, isn't it? I would love. and. Joking. Our Western Force team has actually done a really good job of it by, um, you know, they're selling $10 tickets. Yeah. Just to get butts in seats. 
Yeah, and they do a lot of things where they'll give free tickets away to rugby clubs. It's an like. investment in the in the competition succeeding in three to five years. And yeah. they're t- the players are tangible. The players are in the community. They're engaged in the community. They're, the amount of public um, events they're doing are just top level. Yeah. And I think until rugby league as a whole, regardless of where where their catchment or where their um, mm. fan base is located. I think until they really get that, they're not going to have that engagement, and AFL will continue to sort of I think the, dominate the market. The WA community really opened the eyes of the rugby league community as a whole to the support we show. Yeah, showed up in in forces for fifty nine and a half thousand or whatever it was for State of Origin. Yeah, I think that really was a surprise for the East Coast and the greater rugby league community. Um, they didn't expect that. Uh, I think inundated them with you know wow we want it back as a rugby league fan yeah I want it back you know yeah New South Wales had a drought breaking win I want to see it again but I would happily go every week and watch a game I'm a South fan as well they've been holding games here for the last five years um, I believe Canterbury have just signed on for a deal so they're going to be hosting a home game here for the next three years as well awesome so we'll get an NRL game here yeah. and we will show up I, and say, I will go to the game I hate Canterbury but I'll still go and watch rugby league there is an expansion, ex- like pegged for the next couple of years. Is that is I, that legitimate? It is legitimate. I don't see the Pirates being promoted from Div Two. I see a Sydney team being relocated here, and I see Queensland getting another team, or which is more, because I, I think redoing the Seagulls or something. I was like gonna that. say so. Rich, uh, not Richmond. Um, Queensland is sounds to be the most likely team or the most likely state to get an extra team. They deserve it. I mean, they are... They're, they're rugby mad. They are rugby league mad. Um, they have obviously had a lot of success in, let's call it, the last decade, both from their uh, NRL sides, um, not necessarily winning. I mean, Northeast, uh, North Queensland won a premiership recently. But, I mean, obviously the Maroons being strong, massive representation um, in kangaroo colours or national yeah. level. Um, I, I think they deserve it. I honestly think they deserve it. Um, Canberra are strong this year. Melbourne are traditionally strong. Um, the Warriors keep on keeping on and being useless. So keep doing it, guys. Um, but Adelaide in, in all fairness, rugby league is not a priority for New Zealand. It's not, but there is a part of the community there that do get behind it. Um, but when I, I, I would be really disappointed if they lost their league team. Oh, agreed, agreed. Because it's it's giving your guys who may be undersized to play union and play in their in their domestic fourteens league. But you you pull up any roster from any NRL side and there's at least a handful of Kiwis in every single team. Like I'm talking five to six players. Yes. Yeah, so but when but if you're living in New Zealand, yeah, as a player coming up, yeah. Would you rather say I play for the Warriors? No. Or would you rather say I play for Waikato? I'd rather, pl- or I I play for Southlands. Yeah. I play yeah. for. You're gonna rather go. I'm playing for Crusaders. I'm like a super rugby player. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's even the next step up. Like you're uh, talking like, provincial. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about provincial mostly yeah, because like New Zealand Cup style. Yeah. 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 yeah because, I, having lived in Raglan and you know an hour from Waikato. Mm. Nice Unknowing, unknowingly, I started a chant on New Year's Eve while I was blind drunk <laughs> just by singing Ole 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 to a Brazilian. <laughs> but 
it was like literally the pebble in the pond and it just started radiating out and next thing you know the whole party is singing Waikato's um, chant yeah and somebody pulled me aside they're like did you know you, that that was a Waikato I was like no I was like I was just doing yes. it because I was drunk and being an idiot <laughs> uh, which is what I do <laughs> I do that a lot <laughs> but their love for provincial side rugby is second to none. It's similar to our love for AFL here. Yeah. That's what you compare yeah. it for. Uh, I, I'd go, it's probably a step more there. It's, it, it is religion in the Pacific Islands and New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, but AFL but is But the religion, Chiefs would yeah. sell out almost every weekend yeah. that they're at home. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I would love to give NRL more credit. And I think that they're taking steps in the right direction to become yeah. more relevant in the community. But I think for those of us who like a true-to-life contact, hard-hitting sport, NRL... Have you been to an NRL game live? Other, not uh, anything other than the State of Origin. Which, oh, yeah, of course. But, but yeah. I was, I was a, already a mad uh, we, State of Origin sport. We need to get you to a game. I would... We'll get is you that, to is a game. that a company write-off for this? <laughs> yeah, where are we yeah. going? Cool. Yeah. Dragons? We'll get you to the Catalan? <laughs> we'll go to France. We'll watch again yeah. then. Okay. Oh, we can watch right. I'll take you to Leeds. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, well, so let's let's transition into another truly foreign sport because this sport is definitely underrepresented. If you're watching this on the video feed, um, we have an Australian ice hockey nationals team, which by no means will ever make a World Cup. Will never make a an Olympics. Unless for whatever reason they, um, who's the speed skater? <laughs> for Stephen Bradbury. Unless they Stephen Bradbury their way. No, I'm Olympics. thinking unless we take over a Canadian province and just plant an Australian flag there. That's probably the only chance we have. Man, I, you guys don't even know the weather to play hockey here. It's still, yeah. it still spins me out that I go into an ice rink, bundle it up, head to toe, ready to watch hockey, and then I walk out and I'm sweating balls and no time <laughs> flat. But Perth Thunder last week. Uh, locked up the third position. Yes. They're in the finals. Yes, correct. Uh, Exciting. Regular season's done. Done, done? Yes, done now. Uh, we go to Melbourne to play finals. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sydney, Melbourne? Melbourne? Yeah, the one city will host both playoffs and the finals. Yeah, that's how small the competition is. <laughs> There's six teams? No, eight teams. Eight teams. Across, this, across the country. I've been to Adelaide's home stadium. That's actually a really nice rink. Mm. Um, the one in Sydney's in a shopping mall. You don't even need to buy tickets. So you can literally just go what? buy a Coke and sit and look out the window and be like, oh, there's an <laughs> AIHL game going on. Look at these dudes. What are they doing? <laughs> like, it's Actually, and before I forget, um, we're, I am frothing over this because I have not laced up since a Memorial game for a teammate of mine. Um, we're doing some promo work with the Perth Thunder, who are yeah. big supporters of not only the Claremont Jets, big supporters of us at Import Sports. Yep. Um, we are hoping once season's done to have a couple of guest stars come on. Yeah, we'll have uh, Evan Bowater, who is the backup goalie at the moment, who actually got his first ice time last week and was doing phenomenally well until he let in a goal. Retard. <laughs> uh, Evan, close friend of mine. So yeah, we'll be hearing from him in two to three weeks. I'm uh, also trying to tee up um, their assistant captain or their alternate captain Cox to maybe come oh, nice. as well. Lovely. Um, I know him not only through the broker channel, but um, 
I've met him before through some friends of mine. Um, great guy. He has some great experience from playing nationally here. Um, coming up, I think even in, I think at the end of September, mid to October, they have a local north-south um, yeah. grudge match coming up. Yep, yep. Um, it's their equivalent of like an all-star game, essentially. So. Yeah, and it's it's fun. They're, they're, you get to watch guys who are teammates play against each other, and there's, <laughs> there's some deep-seated rivalry mm. um but it's the i'm trying to remember what john caputo calls it um john caputo used to do it for the harcourts foundation i think this year they're doing it outright for telethon okay um and it's held down at the coburn ice arena we awesome do, we should do a live podcast for that. that'd be pretty cool uh, pretty yeah actually because i know caputz does quite a bit for um seven so we should get him on to promote it Definitely. he's He's a absolute like firecracker. Awesome. He's about he's shorter than I am, if you can believe that. Bald and has a bigger nose. Um, but is, is that he, legal? <laughs> Italian. What can I say? Uh, no, but he is he's a firecracker. And if I can get him on the John, show, John, if you're listening, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, but he, wait, the reason he started up the I I can't remember what it is. It's um, it's on my Facebook page, and I can't think of it off the top of myself, top of my head. Um, but he did it as a great fundraising event, and now it's grown year on year for the last five years, I think it is. Um, Ultimate Ice Hockey Championship, that's what it is. It's their all-star game, north versus south, a little bit of bragging rights. Um, they televise it through the AIHL affiliates. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's coming up in October, <clears throat> three-game series. I'll play that of Coburn. But back to the AIHL it's four top four teams go to to the finals. Yeah, and it's all played out over a weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, it's it's like it's a crazy format. I I, I can't get my head around it. But who are, who are we pegged to play for first round? I believe we have the Sydney Bear. No, Ice Dogs maybe Sydney Ice yep. Dogs. I would I'd hazard it a guess. Uh, who we had a split result over recently, so. These guys have been in red hot form the past couple of weeks. I actually have a close friend of mine who is an Ice Dogs fan. So we like to give each other shit on a regular basis, depending on whose team gets up. Uh, so he actually was going to ring me the other week uh, after we had won our round here and we went back to Sydney, but we called it a draw because we literally split the result down the middle. So um, so really, I know Lee anybody's. will be listening at some point in time. So hey, Lee, eat a dick. Um, <laughs> Thunder's going to get the job done. Um, but it's a three. It's best of three series. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of hockey uh, in a very short period of time. So, speaking with Stan, uh, the owner of the Perth Thunder, only yesterday, um, it's 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 battle stations for those guys now. You know, backups will be playing big minutes. You know, they got to be really conscious on minutes on the ice because you know one period can cost you your season. So they're they're. I wouldn't say they're freaking out, but they're, they're certainly preparing for any possibility coming into this final series. Traditionally, the Thunder have been very successful and have won some championships of late. Um, we hit a rough patch of form in, in the past couple of weeks, but we've come out the other side and they're looking good. They're looking really good. You touched on the fact that they're, that their backups are going to be coming in to be playing a lot of minutes. And I've played tournament-style round-robin hockey tournaments, and we would do... 
four games in a single day, mm. um, but we'd only play two 20-minute halves running time just so that we could keep the format yep. moving. Yeah. If we were tied going into the last, I think, five minutes, it was stop time. That's brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, you have hour to two to four-hour breaks in between, and you're almost foolish for getting undressed on a short break because you cool down too rapidly. Yep. Um, and when I went to the, the Perth Thunder game with you a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. they were doing like two minute shifts a couple times. Yeah. Like they're, some of their star players are playing long shifts. Yeah. I don't think in a tournament outside of when we had low numbers for our club team, did I ever play a shift longer than 45 seconds to a minute? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's all out warfare in, the, in this style of tournament. Um, and you've really got to rely on guys that haven't done a lot during the season to just maintain the rage for that minute, that two minutes, get your guys out, rotate them, try and hold a balance as much as possible. Um, you know, being able to control possession while you're changing key players is, is almost as important as scoring. It, it, it's ridiculous. But the chess match within each individual player is actually not losing your mindset because it's really easy to get tired and make stupid mistakes that in any other sport would be kind of okay it's a penalty or mm, yeah. it's a kick from here it's a it's a shot from there in hockey you like um rugby you go down a man and yeah, yeah. two minutes can be life or death on a power play yep um and for those people who have never played hockey and i used to get so much shit for it they're like oh you get a you get a break <laughs> yeah i get the first 30 seconds you hit the bench, you're sucking air mm. in because you just sprinted for 45 seconds. So my challenge to anybody who ever questions a hockey player's it's fitness... It's hard enough to stay on skates just going around the yeah. ring. Admittedly, me and him had had 12 beers when we got yeah. here. But, but <laughs> sprint hey, then good, man. for 45 seconds straight. Yeah, yeah. And then jump off. So and the not first, fuck up constantly. Yeah. yeah. And so then your first 30 seconds, you're sitting there like... Recover, recover, recover. Recover yeah. while your coach is yelling at you for everything that you did wrong. Yeah, you're sprinting, focusing on a sp- the game that's going on, trying to execute skills while... Yeah. And then I'm, it, I would never not have a conversation with my line mate to say that we have like, okay, we need to fix this, this, and this next shift because we're getting beat here. Yeah, yeah. And... Then you go out there and it's almost like, okay, we wiped the slate clean because you just forgot about what you talked about because something else yeah. is going wrong <laughs> again. You just put your head into a board. Yeah. Like, it's it's tough. Am? And you're playing, the longer you can physically play in a game where you're playing body to body and grind guys down, the, the more success you're going to have. I don't envy these. I don't envy the Thunder going into... Honestly, it's going to be discipline and stamina is going to win it. You know, they're all skillful players. It's a high level of competition. We mock it, but these guys are weapons on ice, no pun intended. Um, but We're going to get our chance to, to prove ourselves in a yeah. light three-minute yeah. grudge match. Uh, uh, we, yeah, so exciting oh. news. Controlled scrimmage. <laughs> We're going to uh, beat the shit out of some ice hockey players. And by that, I mean we'll all be on our asses. Yeah. spinning on the ice you'll have uh, you'll have one semi-ringer because I, yeah. I don't know the last time I actually played I'm not declaring that I'm cool. you're our secret weapon <laughs> um, I'm the go only one bring him out of stick I'm, I'm <laughs> putting my hand up to go in gold here I'm just no 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 you Patrick, don't Patrick's goal Patrick's in the goal because if those boys start ripping slap shots at you that chest protector is thinner than a catcher's oh, yeah I'm, 
I'd rather do that than break my own club. But he can't <laughs> skate, so... He can't okay. skate. I've got reactions. I'm hoping that'll I'll, work. I'll play some defence, because I know a few of those guys are pretty small and pretty light, so I'm just going to throw them around. If you haven't already tuned in, um, check out the Claremont Jets Gridiron Club Facebook page. Um, I think we have Instagram for both our juniors and our seniors teams. We do. So yeah. stay tuned to that. We will probably talk about our experiences and our falls and probably bruises. I think someone needs to teach me how to skate. That'll be a... <laughs> I will do my best. That'll be a podcast live from yeah. St. John Guard Hospital. I reckon, so. a, I reckon I could have a slap shot on me. I'm guessing like the bomb handing critic could come in. I'll, I'll, rip, a, I'll rip a light slap shot on you and then you can see what it feels like. <laughs> that, I'll rip a Dutch oven while we get dressed. Yeah, we'll call it even. Um, I've never even hit a puck before, so this could be fun. <laughs> Yeah, this could it, be very interesting. Hand eye, hand eye coordination oh, becomes that. a brand new thing. Like it's but totally while you're moving and sliding around. Because yeah. the puck doesn't want to move like naturally. It's gonna jump, especially on ice. It skips, yeah. Um it almost wants to get up on an edge sometimes. <laughs> it's it's so hard to control. And that's why I, I, I really love watching hockey, because when you when you skate yeah, admittedly we'd had a few beers, but a few. You know <laughs> that was a freshly Zamboni deck, and we're still struggling to be. There's upright. still grooves. There's still pits. Yeah, just blame the rental skates. That's what I was going. Oh, they were the bad. Yeah. <laughs> rental skates are terrible, but yeah, it's rental it's skates and twelve beers not a great combination. And listening to Taylor Swift, like I just wanted to take one off and cut myself with it. Like, <laughs> I was like, God. Um, well, let's we'll get a recap as soon as we have the Perth Thunder stuff. Um, before we, I have two new segments that I want to broach with you boys because it's just a bit of fun, um, and I feel like we've been talking so much serious sport. We got to make it lighthearted. Uh, before we do that, ping pong. We, <laughs> it's it's along those lines, but um, no bats. It's a it. I don't want to give away too much yet, but let's let's have a quick chat about baseball. Um, oh, yeah. Few games left. Corey Bellinger hit his 45th home run. Um, that dude's on fire, man. Yeah, man, he's killing. The, the Dodgers are looking unbeatable. Yankees are still in their in their stretch. Um, I think, actually, for the Dodgers, the biggest issue is going to be Medea, who is a pitcher who may be going away or may be penalized <laughs> for spousal abuse. <laughs> and a couple other, I think, child abuse was thrown in there as well. Um, and he's actually been a really good middle reliever for us. If we lose that in our bullpen, we, we could be boned going into into playoffs. And I don't know if we become relevant because our offense can only carry us for so long. Yeah. Um, we've actually lost some big games this week. And like when I say big games, I don't mean they mattered so much, but we lost by yeah. 10, 9, 8 runs against teams that we should be either competitive or going the other way yeah 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 for sure um you guys are still in the hunt the brewers but you're you're you ask me that every week and i'm still hopeful i i see that as the the camera shutter is quickly quickly snapping shut Uh, i want to yeah i mean i just i'm hopeful more than anything i mean (laughs) yelly chip there's a village yeah. There's yeah. a vigil, sorry, not a village, uh, a vigil going in your yard. Oh, definitely. All the gears <laughs> out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying hard out. Yelly Chitty's 40th bomb. Um, we won another home series, Pirates, I believe. Um, 
Which is only a game out from the wild card. We won a we won a fifteen to sixteen run game, which was just phenomenal to watch. Um, but yeah, we're we're still look. The fire's not there. You know, we started so well. We started hot. Um, I was there in February, uh, second game into the season, and just thought, you know, this is our year. You know, yeah, we're, we're going to do it. Uh, I was at the Yankees. Um, Oh, wow. Some breaking news in the cricket. That's huge. Yeah, Smith has uh, been ruled out with the rest of the test under concussion rules and is in doubt maybe for the third test. Um, he suffered delayed concussion in response to the blow he took. So, so that's a massive loss likely penciled in to take so a spot. you say his name? They, they <laughs> have brought in Marcus Marnus. Lasagna. Yeah. What? Labuschagne. Yeah, so I, I pronounce Marlis Labuschagne <laughs> has um, come in. I think he was actually the subfield anyway, but he's coming as the replacement player for Smith. So I didn't even know this rule existed. It, this until wasn't really well. It's a new concussion rule that appears to have come in. Steven, uh, Ian Bishop last night was yeah. the commentator explaining um, the rule. Um, I've just seen the breaking news coming in now, and yeah, he's been ruled out of the rest of the test. So basically, the match referee makes the decision. Uh, it's not so up to similar the to that of the NFL right Correct. now. Yeah. yeah. So the the match referee will review obviously the uh, the incident the subsequent medical findings and he will say he'll take it out of the the, the side's decision which I, I think Julia can well, totally it, I, it, it's the obvious since, decision since you, it's you the take it out decision. of the you take it out of the team's hands yeah and you'll get honest results yeah because yeah. the player's not going to back down well and the no, team's, team's going to lie to, and to the keep somebody in there. and the team's going to back the player yeah. there's so, reports now that Smith had he passed his tests um, but this morning woke with a headache Oh, um, concussions are a motherfucker at so the best of times. He's going to have a headache for two weeks. Delayed I was concussion. Say, uh, it happens. I got I got concussed in a rugby game on a Saturday, passed on my test. It hit me on a Monday when I went to work. Yeah. Like, yeah. One of them things. But yeah, you realise you had to do loss. things on Monday you didn't want to do. Uh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a massive loss for Australia. And it's, it's sad to see because with him playing in the game, that makes it such a interesting game that England would be fearing losing too many wickets quickly because I think at the end of the day it's a game uh, we in very recent past have lost an Australian test player to a similar incident so I think player welfare has really got to take precedence yeah. Or take priority, I should say. Um, yeah, it's the lasting thing as well. Like we're not we're not giving the English the ashes right here and right now. But I'd rather see Steve Smith healthy than. Yeah, they said he's probably in doubt for the third test as well. I, I think it's very yeah. If he hasn't like broken out for two weeks with the concussion, um, and with Test match cricket, so. But the ramifications together. from the national side is huge. That means David Warner has to step up. Yeah, and, and they all have to step up. Broad has got Warner in his pocket in this series, so yeah, like. That makes it a very interesting next test. England will be happy if they can get out of this with a draw on the hopes of maybe having a test with Mo Smith. Let's face it, the only guy who's got any yeah. runs yeah. from Wade in that innings. Um, yep. Yeah, this is... Different complexity, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's completely changed the game for the rest of the, the rest of this test match and maybe the next... It's the right decision, though. I mean, as an Australian fan, I don't want to play without Smith, but... It's safety comes first, and yeah. I think what this shows here as well is... It's a common sense approach. The grits, and even though he passed some tests, just the ability to go out there and play and bat as well as he did yesterday. Can you imagine that first ball that he faced after getting littered? He would have just balloon knot 
Oh. No, but not even that. Like, <laughs> you can, can you good. imagine? Like, I can feel his eyes in my own head going, like, yeah, trying yeah. to pick up that ball because your eyes almost feel like they're going to That ball's traveling fast. But where it hit him as well is not a – it's not like the bicep or the pec or even a rib. It's like, not a muscle. It's not a muscle. That is place where you can, like, such sort of a, a, a weak spot on your body. You get even yeah. punched there. That is yeah. not yeah. fun. Um, and that, I've been hit on the elbow as well. Like, them, you get hit on the elbow, your arm's feeling – if it affects your arm, you're then trying to grip the bat. If you're yeah. – the feeling in your hand starts to go from things like that. It makes it very hard to bat as well. But I think it just shows he's a world-class player and his ability to be able to do that. I, just courage. As an English fan, I disagree with ever booing him again. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just shows he's world-class. Well, I think next week serious. we'll have to... We'll definitely get more news um, with regards yeah. to to what's going to... what the outcome is from that. Um I mean, that's breaking news. First time for our show we have breaking news. Yeah. We're going to call that Child's Play. <laughs> child's Play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, see what I did there? <laughs> see what I did there? That, that is a very good one. I tell you, you are... That, I've, so, oh, wow. Me and my dad, <laughs> he's, he's loving this. Me, me and my dad have seen that in every local newspaper since we've started playing cricket when we were youngsters. Every time we did well and we were headlines in the newspaper... <laughs> It was child's play. Like, me and my dad got a hat-trick in the same weekend once <laughs> oh, for our club, and literally that was the first thing straight <laughs> on the back page, child's play, and there's a picture of, a, I think, a 10-year-old me and my dad next to me, and, yeah, it was uh, like... Could, could have been a whole lot different. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Enough about um, child's play. Yeah. It's uh, so, another topic we want to touch on again. Yeah. Oh, no uh, pun intended. <laughs> I think I, I don't think I could hold a uh, working with children <laughs> certificate if I talk too much about child's play. Um, so wow. back to back to baseball. Milwaukee has a shot. So does Philadelphia. Um, you guys both only one game out from the wild card, but that hinges on the Cubs losing a game and you guys picking up two. Mm. Um, I don't love your chances. I think Chicago look pretty good. They're starting to find their feet. Yeah. And I mean the Cubbies. Yeah. Playing downtown. I don't know. It's um, <laughs> my little old Davido. Davido. Um, I I don't like your chances. I don't think. I think that's almost done with Hence how many said, games you have left. Hopeful. Uh, Speculation at best. The American League wild card. Cleveland still has a full game clear over the Rays. Oakland is knocking on the door at a half game back. And Boston, I think, has really played their, their way out of making a wild card. They're six games out. Slipping. Sorry, six and a half games out. That, I, from the looks of it, I think we're looking at American League Central, really, to lock down that last position. Tampa Bay out of the East, but... I mean, I've seen a few Indians games of late, and they look pretty legit. Um, consistency's there. Um, they got the power game. They can score. They got the D. Whoever, but whoever wins that that one game playoff, is they're not going to go against the Yankees. Yeah. Well, they're and not the going. Yankees are just playing lights out. Yeah, they're not going past that game. Uh, I feel like I feel like the National League has it a little bit tougher because the Dodgers have struggled. Against all three of those teams, yeah, yeah. Um, including Milwaukee, I think we, you guys, took at least one game of us decidedly in our last series. Yep. Um, yep. And then we won the other two. Yep. But 
Yeah, it, it wasn't a bloodbath either way, that's for sure. No, so I, I don't like our shot. But um, as before we close tonight, there's two subjects I kind of hinted to you guys beforehand. <laughs> the first one I haven't said anything about. and But I feel like we'd be doing ourselves a disservice as import sports, <laughs> not talking true international uh, sports and international... Uh, Field hockey. Even better. First topic tonight. Oh, shit. Oh. Simon... You live a stone throw, stone's throw from Ireland. Yeah. Not currently. Hurling, <laughs> and I don't mean puking on your shoes, but hurling yep. is a sport I like that. Oh my God! Hurling? You have to have a few screws loose. Cannot one a few screws loose is is deemed one of the fastest games in the world. Mm. Protection is optional, including helmet, <laughs> shin pads, and gloves. And pretty rarely used, from what I see. Yep. <laughs> the ball is rock hard. You're playing with a ballot that looks like a shillelagh, like <laughs> with a blade on it. It's a hybrid between lacrosse, Irish football, or Gaelic football as Gaelic we know football, it, yeah. yeah, and field hockey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I watched YouTube and I. Damn near puked from just watching the injuries. <laughs> you can open hit somebody. Yeah, it's brutal. They're not big into it, their well, contact yeah. though, are they? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't think yeah. so. Also, if you've ever watched Irish soccer in their top stuff, it's basically like boxing with a ball rolling around in the middle. So, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, they are. They get stuck into each other quite regularly. Um, in fact, Owen Morgan actually played hurling as a kid, so they reckon that's where his ability to smash the massive sixes and in cricket switch hit, like, comes from the fact because of the way they'd hit yeah, the ball in yeah. hurling. Um, yeah, the wrist position is a big thing in it. So The head eye in it is just oh, unreal. I've actually hit a ball, flicked a ball, passed a ball, whatever you want to call it, with an Irish mate of mine, and it's tough. Like, yeah. even at five metres, just trying to control it enough. I've got to no chance. I struggle with lacrosse. I could catch it in the net, but then... Yeah. Oh, the whole technique of throwing a little cross ball out of it is, is tough. But the, these, what do you even call it? The hurling bat? I think, um, I think it's a hurling stick. Club? Yeah. It could know. be a club. I don't know. But I don't know. You can, like I've like done a, it and it's You tough, can catch man. it with your hand, and I can't even imagine wanting to catch that thing at full pelt. Yeah. It's going to sting. It's, it's like going to sting. It's but like then play, you playing in the covers for cricket, just diving for a. It's called a hurley, a hurl, or a hurling stick. Yeah, yeah. They're all right. So, yeah. <laughs> But they, they, Basically they couldn't make up a name for it. <laughs> they don't even know what it's called. <laughs> the thing. But most of the injuries I saw were just like, if you thought hockey, like ice hockey was a bloody sport, every injury I saw was just like blood pissing out of either orifice on, from like the nose up. Nice. And it's the weirdest looking goal ever as well. Like so it. you score six points by hitting it into the net which is like overs and unders yeah it's like a soccer goal with, yeah. yeah or you can with hit it over for a point it. yeah it's the same as Gaelic football basically yeah, with over the unders posts yeah. and the, I you thought can, I think that's a over and yeah I thought AFL was confusing with four posts but yeah yeah it, I've seen a bit of it but <laughs> yeah it, it never really got televised in the UK I don't think I ever saw it on uh, Sky Sports when I was I haven't I have to be living in New Zealand with a an Irish who was dating a Scot, and if you ever wanted to see a tumultuous relationship, yeah, that's holy shit, super. <laughs> and when they got into an argument, you could never, you never knew who was winning because you couldn't understand either of them. <laughs> but they, they've literally been at war. <laughs> yeah, 
so the Irish was like, oh, you've never seen Hurley. And I'm like, oh, I've hurled myself a few times. I can show you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Get me drunk enough and I'll hurl all over you. Um, but yeah, she, she explained the sport to me. And after that, I was just mesmerized. I had to go and find out more. Mm. So I have a very there. small knowledge of it. I think if we ever can, I'd love to actually... I know a guy. We can do, do you? It. I know a guy. He's got two of the hurls. I think we need the YouTube footage of us having a go at this. I reckon. Oh man, I'll, have, I'll try anything. One of oh, us. Oh is, my god, yeah. One of us is getting hit by the ball. I'm wearing a, a gridiron helmet though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my cricket helmet. I'm coming for the kid though. Yeah. I'm wearing my hockey helmet. Yeah. <laughs> no way in hell I'm exposing this. And we're playing hurling. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I think my mate's got a lacrosse helmet. I'm going to wear that. I think that's probably a bit better. Well, I looked at these helmets, and these helmets look like they're literally around. They're weird just, looking They're things, just yeah. along for the ride. Like they're offering. Yeah. Little to no yeah. protection. Seen them wear helmets. Do you remember Wayne Gretzky's helmet when he played hockey, which is looked like a glorified piece of plastic <laughs> strapped to his head? Yeah, that's what they wear for a helmet. It's like a bowl, just like yeah. That. yeah. It's almost like a rest. It's like the early the um, black helmets, like those yeah ghetto black helmets, where there's like nothing really on top, but yeah. it's kind of protecting the ears. It's more just the, the ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a semi cage, but the they've holes are big a, enough that the ball. Can yeah, call it they've the got a helmet where your mum's like, "Oh, you're safe." Yeah. And you're like, there's a I'm big really hole good. where your ears are, so you go in deaf if you get hit in the side of the head. Yeah. Um, it looks like a weird cycling helmet. It's very square looking. It looks a bit like a lacrosse helmet, just with all the protection missing. Um, it's it, like a fishbowl. Yeah. Like, I take it there must be some very expensive ones that seem to be a top of the range and top of the line, but from the pictures you see, I would see, just like to point playing, out that CTE a... is not high on their prevention <laughs> list. <laughs> I'll call my guy. We'll do it. That'd be hell fun. Awesome. That, I, yeah, I would this love could be to get very interesting. <laughs> I reckon I've got a better chance of being good at this than I have at ice hockey, actually, judging by my talents and <laughs> skates after 12 beers the other week. <laughs> I just don't want to do the running part. I'll hit the ball. I think we should do both a sober version a two beer version and a blind drunk version this could be very entertaining and the stubbies up oh <laughs> I think the YouTube, Dinger. YouTube would love to see this you just see us like flick insane. the ball up and just whiff it far <laughs> hey that was oh. like our Super Bowl game of uh, touch football a few years ago oh we had one this year that was uh, it was quite interesting um, I was, well, in, the, I, was so in Dallas. I invited I invited Bart to my gym fantasy league, but we have the Bin Chicken Bowl, which is ten of us who all used to work with each other. Yeah. Are we at halftime of the divisional round? Is our wind up or our wind up is on the divisional round of the NFL playoffs? But at halftime, we played touch football. <laughs> it, last year was at Penniston Park. That's when we played the Super yeah. Bowl game. Yeah. And we had already each had quite a few hammer and tongs because classy. Bin Chicken is brought to you by Hammer and Tongs. Um, <laughs> and we, before you actually side. played, before the kickoff, we all had to um, shotgun a beer. Nice. And nice. so by the, I think that point, we were all at least six or seven deep. So <laughs> I got to play quarterback, and luckily I had two of my receivers from my flag team on my team. Some connection. Nice. Oh, yeah, because I was blind, throwing some hospital oh, passes. You should, <laughs> this year's touch football game started on a park where it wasn't big enough and we kept falling down a dip and a dog kept <laughs> trying to get involved with the ball so then we went the beach is just down there in Cottesloe so at this point a lot of defensive players turned up this touch football game turned into full on contact I think I actually kept telling one of our receivers that was playing quarterback I was just going for him and uh, yeah there was full on hits on the sand it was like playing rugby just oh my god it was brutal because beach football slows down 
20 percent. Yeah, no one could get away from anyone, and it was full on hits because we realised we were tackling onto sand. Yeah. Yeah, it was very entertaining. It was. I was about six rums deep at a hotel in Dallas, (laughs) entertaining the crowd with my knowledge of football. Jesus. They're like, hey, we'll teach you about football, come see with us. I was like, oh, great, yeah. (laughs) I will buy you a drink. Oh, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) You realise I play, right? They're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll keep drinking those drinks. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that is our international uh, segment and our last segment of the evening before our wrap-up. Um, I asked you boys to each think of a think of your favorite sports movie, mm. which there are a plethora for every sport. Yeah. I'm kind of actually liking this because there could be international sports movies that I've never watched that are either good, bad, or great. Um, but the segment is name your favorite sports movie and then your favorite fictional because I don't want to do like you know a biopic where this yeah, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. was actually playing but your favorite fictional sports character who could have or should have made it as a pro well you already know my answer because I've already told you and we actually agreed straight away so Mr. Gordon Bombay <laughs> from Mighty Ducks Emilio Estevez but that uh, post shot when he was you know 10 man. just haunts him to this day <laughs> I think that's legit my, probably my favourite all time movie is Sandlot Kids sports based movie okay uh, just from the novelty aspect you know as a baseball fan growing up like I love that movie uh, not super relevant because I don't know any of them that would actually have done anything but yeah hey Benny the Jet Rodriguez I mean, I'm yeah. Rodriguez, and he was Rodriguez, so... Yeah, Benny the Jet could have made it, and he did make it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, too early to tell. Um, but yeah, Bombay for me. So, my favourite sports movie, I think literally because when I was at school, if it was a sports lesson and the teacher was basically the end of the year, we had nothing to do, all covered, was whatever DVD was laying around in the school, and they just put it on, was Cool Runnings. Oh, nice. Oh, real. Love Cool Running. Yeah, that's quality. That is a great movie. So, John Candy. Yeah, like. As a sumo. <laughs> that is a great show. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Because he think, was fat as shit. That movie. Like, <laughs> he was never skinny because he did Uncle Buck at the same time. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> but he was big, right? He was yeah. big. That is my favourite sports movie. But I think if I had to go, a. Like a character from a sports movie to actually see him play would Uncle be Rico, <gasps> Uncle Rico, Uncle Rico, Uncle oh, Rico. I was gonna go Thad Castle making the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> I was just gonna go Michael Jordan Space Jam. Just, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Thad Castle making his own gold jacket just because he can after the Thadland movie. And uh, I thought he did. I thought he was just called JJ Watt now. Like, <laughs> honestly, same guy. And, same uh, guy. Yeah. So I think. Dad Castle would be mine just because I think he would last less time before getting banned than Josh Gordon. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good call. I'm going, I'm going home to watch BMS. Like, oh, it's been too long. Because I'm actually going to say one of my... F- I have a few favourite favorite sports movies. I mean, like... You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> sort of another one. You, you got to throw in the program as being in, like, the top five... Um, just because it's like that was like the first introduction to like hard hitting like a, what could have been seen as a legitimate like NCAA program um, just sort of another one shit there is so <laughs> yeah many. there's so many and this is why like oh, man. I feel like this is 
this probably not we could probably even break this down to this could be sport. a whole episode yeah yeah um, basketball well i'm still gonna go i well because i was actually basketball that's that's brilliant i mean the <laughs> mighty ducks are thrown in there yeah the water boy i think to a degree oh that is even better yep yep but i have to say my favorite movie to watch and it actually has more to do with the stuff that's going on around the game mystery alaska oh yeah quality the little kid just like saying to the espn reporter i have a toy pony and he <laughs> takes big shits <laughs> And just deadpan. I mean, I just, I this actually, shit is screwed for life. I actually, I actually cried with laughter the first time. Yeah, right. it. it was the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. I was like, yeah. who writes this shit? Like, oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah, it was anyway, brilliant. Yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was very entertaining. Very entertaining. And then like the new, like I think that's what we always want out of a feel good sports movie is like the underdogs, even though the New York Rangers beat them. And they only because they found a way to, to beat them. And we actually touched on like the stadium series, like mm. actually having to find ways to stay warm while you're out in the middle of yeah. fucking nowhere. Well, touching on football movies, one of my favorite ones, because one of my favorite actors, Falco. Keanu Reeves. Oh. Uh, yeah. The replacements. Yeah, the replacements. Oh. It, but it's, it's good, it's not great. Like, I, I rate The Longest Yard over that. The Longest oh, Yard yeah. is good. Adam oh, Sandler yeah. would actually be a great shout as I... Uh, he broke, he broke in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> but that, like, that actually takes me to my character that could have made it in the oh, NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelly. Oh, oh yeah. In The Longest Yard. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing barefoot, running yeah. back. And, and just, he runs out of his Converse All-Stars. He's just like, bang, yeah. rips yeah. out of it. Yeah, legit. Like, yeah. That was believable. Yeah, that's a... That was, that's a good one, though. I mean, the dude's pretty fit, so, like... I'm not saying that he's not fit, but even just oh. that character, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got one here that is complete out there. Mean Machine, the soccer version of The Longest Yard, yep. with Vinnie Jones. Yeah, Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Had, I think, has he still got the quickest red card in, like, Something Premier like League yeah. football? He, yeah, just used to... In fairness, soccer in them days, you were basically allowed to kick this out of each other, basically. And, yeah... He actually was a professional football player. Oh, we didn't even talk about, like, one of the top five movies has got to be Green Street Hooligans. I don't care where. <laughs> There's a very loosely based to sport, just more the fighting side of the rest of it. But it's an entertaining it follows, movie. It follows soccer. It's an entertaining movie. It's the yeah. same way that I classify Die Hard a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 My wife actually, we were cleaning up this weekend and... She, like, we we're moving our DVD. She goes, can we get rid of this? I'm like, no, we're not getting rid of the Christmas trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Home Alone. Therefore, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. That is more a Christmas movie it's than Die Hard. based at Christmas. So. Yeah, but so is Die Hard. So is Die Hard. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. But it's it's about a family fun. coming together, overcoming <laughs> adversity, and still coming home to Christmas. He's had this argument before. He's had this argument before. That was oh, too no, no, actually, Oh, I've had that argument oh. for years and years yeah. because oh, everybody yeah. puts down... Like, Christmas Story is like your... Is your Christmas movie on on TBS they run it for 24 hours in the US yeah, yeah, yeah. From, like as soon as it finishes the first time it goes on for the next 24 hours my, Die Hard is the other one my that's Christmas awesome. movie is Bad Santa not that that's relevant but I love that movie <laughs> would you like a sandwich yeah. he says that legitimately 50 times in the movie <laughs> would you like a sandwich Santa he's like no I don't yeah. want a fucking sandwich see mine's just elf 
Yeah, oh, Will Will anything Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Well, that was yeah. the other one I was going to say, Talladega Nights. Will oh, I didn't even think, that didn't even hit my radar. <laughs> my, my favourite Jesus, little baby Jesus, drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> I like to picture my Jesus singing backing vocals for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> oh, just, and he's hammer drunk. <laughs> just Talladega Nights, man. Like, I can't really pick a sportsman out of that, but, my, but I will it's go a back good to my back. My second um, pick was actually Uncle Rico. I think he was, he was hard done. 70s football, I mean... Yeah. Better, better movie. Better movie. Um, we need to do this segment more. Because I, I, right? they, just, they keep coming yeah. to me. They keep yeah. coming to me. I think we almost need to We do can it. even do the TV series as well, because I've got so many coming to mind in the TV. Well, I would series. also like to do movies that had a sequel that ruined the original. Oh, quite often then. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like... Sports but, like, base, surely. Sorry? Sports based or just movies? No, I'm actually thinking like that one I think we have to open up completely because <laughs> yeah. it'd be really interesting to get your takes because like Lion King 2. They made a movie? Yeah. There's three. They should have well. made a Titanic 2 as well. I don't know. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I, like where, what else can you do? The ship went down. Apparently it's a bigger ship. It's not based on a salvage, a salvage yeah. operation. But like you get bad boys too, and that was an improvement on the original, mm. personally speaking. They're all good. Yeah. Yeah. There is always some. I think Nelly gets it though. Nelly, yeah, that's the winner. Yeah, I think that castle—that castle wouldn't even make it into the draft. I think, unfortunately, I think yeah. he'd get pulled up. Before. He'd do an oil change and still fail, <laughs> fail, fail his drug test. Well, what was it? What was that uh, movie with Tony Danza? He was a garbage man, and he was kicking. He became a kicker for like the Jets. Somebody found him because he kept kicking like the. I'm gonna have to find the name of that and yeah, come back to you guys. It is a horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> it's one of those Disney like made for TV. He's oh, like almost oh, Angels no. in the Outfield esque. I do love the that kicker. That was terrible though. That was awful. I love the kicker in the replacements who's constantly got a cigarette on and the, guy the, the Welsh guy. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> I can see him just like early days of like sport like being that is Janikowski I don't know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> just stub his cigarette out before he kicks it if he grew his hair out he'd kind of look like him I'm not no well. but he'd have to he'd have to shave the beard <laughs> oh great shout from the oh. beard <laughs> great shout Kim's just throwing out air bud what and you, you see him on the starting line for the uh, dream team oh. a dog I'd, I'd, I'd pay to see that I'd pay to see it like that I'd yeah yeah that, I think that that almost that Nelly's good, but that's that's probably up there. I think. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Okay, so this is food for thought. I think we we might need to put our collective heads together. And I think like, we should have this conversation. After. We can do a poll through the website and we'll get people to send in theirs as well. Yeah, Ooh. get some uh, listener participation. And I think we should have this discussion after more than one beer each as well. I've had three. Well, I, I was thinking <laughs> earlier as well. I think one week we might need to do a um, a bottle of whiskey. Oh yeah, it should, like. We we can get us some Kentucky bourbon from my source. Like in the most hetero way possible, I would love you to death if you did that. Yeah, man, I got a guy. I am a bourbon snob. I'm new to it. I'm new to it. I'll be honest. I'm new to it. But I spent some time with a pal out in Louisville. You and I will become great friends then. I had a lightning experience. We were drinking like five hundred dollar US a bottle of bourbon, and to honest like and. Just the whole process of, you know, it's resting it on your tongue, tasting it, you know, letting it go through all the, the different processes to obviously being blind drunk and then eating the right chocolate, you know, mixing the right stout or the right lager with it. It was like, 
for me, where have you been all my life? Where have you been all my life? It even just comes down to the right whiskey to complement the right barbecue. Oh, for sure. Like I, I that's love, a whole nother head spin. I love smoking meats, um, whether it be pork, brisket, or ribs, and you get that right. And oh, I've not had that well, yet. This is making me really hungry. But it, it's like. You can complement not only the barbecue sauce, but then you can complement the meat with yeah. the right whiskey or the right beer. Um, I, a couple months ago, I used a coffee, salt, brown sugar, and garlic rub on a brisket. I'll show you guys photos after this. Wow. After we, like, I got a really good smoke ring on it, but the flavor was incredible, and the brisket just melted in your mouth. That, we had the dark beer and a whiskey, Ooh. and holy shit, it was awesome. Excuse me while I text a message to have to <laughs> Yeah. Damn. Yeah, if, if oh. either of you want stand up and don't oh. have a wet spot on your hands. <laughs> it's front and back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but uh. but whiskey, whiskey has, I regret the day that I actually introduced my wife to good whiskey, because now. The secrets, yeah. Totally, I, like my last job, my boss, any like, you know, big, big deal or any um, celebration, I got a bottle of like substantial whiskey and I won't drop figures because I don't want to call him out. But I had one that was, it was like drinking candy. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. My brother-in-law has gave me a bottle of whiskey that I'm not allowed to touch and I have struggled. It's he's called it the um, head wedding whiskey. Nice. So when I when we actually have our first child, he, him and I will crack that open. We've we've decided that when we tell him that we're pregnant, we're gonna give him like first the year. glass. Oh, nice. Like to say oh, uncle yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, 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 so yeah. that he like that would be our way of telling him. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's a bottle of Booker Nose that we've been sitting on since I first moved back. And Booker's, if yeah, you don't, if you never had Booker's, it's an offshoot of I. Think Jim Beam? I believe so. Yep. I actually drove past the Booker's storage, one of their storage houses, and the one behind it was a Jim Beam one re- recently burnt down and they lost oh, like that one, yeah. 60,000 barrels. Of, I, I mean, oh I don't know if that figure's right, but it was a lot. Like yeah. it was millions and millions and millions of dollars worth. And the, the remark was, oh, don't worry, you know, we've got enough bourbon in <laughs> yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but it was phenomenal. So, so the gentleman I was with, um, Rich, we went out to a, a game bar in Louisville, and I had elk, uh, bison, and I forget the third game meat. But we literally took in BYO bottle of whiskey and just sat there and ate everything on the menu oh, and drank awesome. a bottle of whiskey. And then we're like, "How are we getting home? <laughs> we yeah. drove here, and it was oh, like shit. back streets of Louisville. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, <laughs> just drove home." I was like, "Well, I'm on an international license. It's all yeah. good." Uh, like I mean, it was. 30 second drive but we don't condone drink driving no we don't we really don't but uh, it, was, it was a phenomenal experience just good food good bourbon uh, good company obviously and uh, for me being very new to it it was just you know baptism of fire like I, I did not wake up sober my whole time in Kentucky as, uh, you, can, so as you can imagine Nashville you get an opportunity not to be missed like, yeah we did Nashville a couple years ago and it was pretty much having Boilermakers every Sunday I'm hopefully hitting a Preds game in very early January, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, so basically, we, sorry, we need on the it. late night edition of Import Sports. Yeah, no, we'll do an hour. We might be need, actually, we might need to record midday so we can call him at midnight <laughs> yeah, and get the uh, the live report in from Nashville. 
five games in nine days. It's going to be epic. Jesus. They get a Jets Bills game and first day of the Ashes, uh, first day of the Boxing Day test on the way out as well. Ooh. Jesus. It's going to be a big nice. trip. Um, well, that's it for another episode. Do you guys have anything else to use? Uh, no, I think I need a piss and a beer. Much. Yeah. Yeah, I need dinner and probably a beer as well. Yeah. Um, well, this is another episode of uh, Import Sports. One thing. Bart and Simon for um, joining me again today. Thank you. Keep a watch on our social media, Claremont Jets Gridiron Club on Facebook, Claremont, uh, sorry, is it Jets Gridiron on Instagram? Yeah. 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 Tune in for those. We will have a lot of content coming out over the next probably month, I would say. Some of it definitely comical if I'm putting skates on my feet again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be brilliant. Um, we want to thank the Greenwood Hotel for hosting us for another week. Um, they do happy hour every day of the week from, I think, 5 to 6. 5 to 6, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. So, is it $8 dollars? beers or $10 yeah. beers? $8, $8. beers. Um, great food, great atmosphere. If you're hosting an event, we're currently in their um, conference room or their function newly, room. Newly built. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Newly built. It's a nice big awesome. TV. And if you're a punter, they got a TAB, so... Yeah. Can't really go wrong. And lovely locals. I haven't come back to visitors this week, though, like last time. But <laughs> Ryan, our bartender, is a legend of a dude. And proper Irish. Yeah, I can't understand the dude. Yeah. <laughs> lovely guy, though. We've sat here and talked to him multiple times. But um, from all of us at Import Sports, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. And game on. <laughs>